Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Made extraordinary. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Then now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Trey Biddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Was it a quiet, calm New Year, or did you get out and uh, party and bring in the New Year? Oh yeah, you know, you know, you're me. a party um, animal. No, I mean, we, <laughs> we hung out with friends and stuff. You know, I think probably a lot of people, forty-six year old age, probably not <laughs> uh, not blowing up Dixon Street on New Year's, but uh, we had a good time and. I mean, but to be honest with you, Randy, like the holidays just completely wear me out. Like it's it's great getting to see family and spend time and all this stuff, but um, you know, just the travel and everything, it just it really just wipes me out. And I've just like kind of look forward to to getting back to work. <laughs> to be honest, it's probably different than a lot of people feel, but um, I guess that's a benefit of liking your job. But um, I'm happy to get back to some normalcy. That was. Um, what my New Year's resolution was, just get back to, to some normalcy. And that's the, uh, I guess, the utter chaos of Razorback sports. <laughs> so uh, like that's where a, like, I'm happy. Like getting another player on January the 2nd, huh? Is that normalcy? Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, that's it. I mean that's a speedy guy right there, Arkansas, yeah. bringing in yeah, Jordan Anthony. And um, he's a guy that, you know, has been on the radar for a while, obviously with connections with Bobby Petrino. He was at Kentucky at one point. Uh, he's super fast, like near world-class speed, fast, 10-1-6 or something in the 100-meter dash. So uh, that's a nice addition. That's nine transfer portal additions that they've got right now. Um, I believe Arkansas is at 15 players transferring out. The only player that's announced a transfer, or excuse me, that entered the transfer portal today uh, was Blake Ford, the walk-on kicker at Arkansas. So no scholarship players have hit the portal. The portal does end at, it closes at midnight tonight, and then it opens up again on April 16th, I believe, April 16th, which should be probably right after when Arkansas has its red-white game. Uh, so it'll open up then. Now, just because it's closing tonight doesn't mean it's closing tonight. Does that make sense? No. Because <laughs> people can still so, transfer. I mean, they can people, still come in. They just can't go out, people can right? People can still come in, but people can still go out. And the way that works is, you know, when you – so if somebody submits their, you know, intentions to compliance at 11.59 p.m. tonight, uh, then they will have just made it. Now, it could take – 48 hours or so for that to process. So you could still see a guy. I don't know that you're totally clear until like January 5th if you're Arkansas. <laughs> so, um, you know, still you got to keep your eye on it. Uh, but um, I'm not expecting anybody to, to hit that late, but uh, it, it's possible. And then you have some other, you know, like people who have graduated already. You know, the portal is always open for, for graduate transfers. So, um, you know, that's certainly possibilities. Um People who, you know, had postseason bowl games, like, um, you know, if you played on December 30th, then you still have five days extra to enter the transfer portal. So, you know, that would put you out to January 4th, so you'd, you'd have some more time. Um, you know, 
uh, players who play in the uh, national championship game uh, will get an extra five days after the championship game to enter the transfer portal. So uh, there are still some um, some you know loopholes here and there, uh, but technically for most schools, uh, the portal closes tonight. Uh, you know, and you know there's always the pop possibility of you know compliance you know being a little bit late and um, and you're not finding out until a couple of days. So, with Anthony jumping on board, what number? Of the, I'm, I'm asking the number on behalf of what Sam Pittman yeah. is using. But, Based on Sam Pittman's numbers, I believe them to be at 79. 79. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, still there's a, a few guys that we're, you know, got our eye on still. Um, you know, super seniors. There's still play, plenty of players who haven't announced. Like, um, you know, Tyrone Broden has, you know, he keeps posting images of him Surfing, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but uh, you know it, it's certainly not a firm. Hey, I'm coming back. Um, Francis Sherman hasn't said anything. I've heard that he won't be back, but he hasn't said that. I've heard Brady Latham won't be back, but he hasn't said that. I believe Eric Gregory will be back, but he hasn't said anything either. Hudson Clark hasn't said anything. And then there's other players that you have to worry about on the roster. You know, uh, uh, like a guy like Terry Wells, who hasn't played a snap in two years because of injuries. Is he a candidate for medical hardship? Um, you know, Cole Carson hasn't played a snap as a Razorback in his time. Uh, is he another guy that you know? You know, what, what's his future look like? Eli Henderson would be another one, um, you know, who has been on campus a couple years, and I guess he was third or fourth string center. Um, so there's a few guys out there still that we don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to, um, you know, enter the transfer portal? Are they going to move on past football? Are they going to declare for the NFL draft? Um, Right now, that's another thing. You've got players declaring for the NFL draft who have no eligibility left, um, which I always find interesting. But uh, everybody wants to make an announcement these days, I guess. So sometimes you get announcements about announcements about announcements. Hmm. All right, Troy, this has to be as bizarre uh, in regards to the transfer portal. This past weekend, and I say unexpectedly, I, I, I didn't see this one coming, Jaheim Thomas yeah. jumped into the transfer portal. That, to me, was a surprise. The linebacker position as a whole, I mean, gracious, uh, with uh, Greer ran out of eligibility, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But the others, Paul, Chris Paul, Crook, Jordan Crook, uh, now Jaheim Thomas, I mean, that's, that's your basic uh, depth right there, particularly at the Mike linebacker all gone. Yeah. Yeah, with Paul, I I think he, you know, just got so much on the open market that it was probably difficult for him not to Mm -hmm. go do that. And, you know, Arkansas, again, they have to choose what battles they fight. They've got money, but it's not an unlimited pot. So, uh, yeah, Jaheim Thomas was surprising to me. I think think Pittman obviously knew that was coming. He's had exit interviews with all those guys, so he, I'm sure, knew that that was coming. Um, I don't know if the delay with him – had something to do with his NIL contract. I, that is what we're seeing in college football now because some people say, why wait till now? Why would you wait till today to enter the portal? Um, but a lot of times it's maybe that final payment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's a possibility. There have been talks about him maybe going to Wisconsin. Um, but, yeah, a little surprising. I do know that they really like their young linebackers they have. You know, they've talked a lot about, obviously, Brad Spence. We saw him last year. Um, Alex Sanford's another guy that they really like. Uh, they've got Bradley Shaw coming in, who's the number 101 overall prospect in the country. Wyatt Simmons, who might be the most underrated player um, on Arkansas's commit list from Searcy. And, um, you know, you've got Xavier Story, uh, Story coming in who's a former five-star recruit who was at Georgia. I think they'll add one more linebacker through the transfer portal. And the numbers are, you know, technically fine there. Um, the Jaheim Thomas deal is kind of weird because, I mean, he came in. He's the guy that's standing out. He starts ten games, and then we barely see him the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and it wasn't because of injury. It was just, according to Pittman, it was just coach's choice. You know, they felt like Antonio Greer was playing well. So it was kind of weird how that 
kind of shaped up at the end with him. But, I mean, I don't think it's a positive to lose Jaheim Thomas. I think he's a good player. Um, I think Pupal is a good a good player. Uh, when I go through and look at the whole list of guys that are exiting, though, you know, there are, you know, losing Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson stinks just because there's a lot of great memories with those guys. Sure. Not so much last year. I mean, for the price tag that Rocket Sanders was as a first-team All-SEC running back coming back, I mean, that's a guy like that doesn't come cheap, I can assure you. And so, you know, he only played six games and barely at that because a lot of them he came out early. He had one good game last year. It was against Florida. You know, is that worth hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars? Um, I don't think it is. Uh, but, like, to me, out of the guys that have left – there's maybe six of them that you'd say, man, that you know, it'd be a little bit of a challenge to replace them, but they can replace them. Now, if you get, if you're replacing 2022 KJ Jefferson and 2022 Rocket Sanders, then it's a lot more challenging to replace guys like that. Yeah, uh, but if you're replacing 2023 versions of those guys, then you know, maybe maybe it's not such a task. You know, Torian Carter and Tank Booker are both good players, but Arkansas can go out and get guys like that. They've shown that they can get linebackers uh, like Pooh Paul and Jaheim Thomas. Um, who else would be would you consider kind of a a bit of a sting? Um, well, I'm gonna speak to, I'm gonna speak to the positive for a moment. Uh Snacks Johnson. Yeah. Made his declaration. He's coming back. That's a that's a positive. Yeah, and I feel like Snacks has already done it. Cam Ball did that too, but Cam Ball put locked in you know, with Razorback stuff on December fourth. I think there's a lot of like New Year's stuff coming in. Or or it could be, you know, hey, this is what we're going to pay you, and then, you know, January 1 rolls around, and then those checks clear. <laughs> and so you're double locked in at that point. Maybe that's it. But you know, I think there, I think we're seeing a few, um, you know, new year, new resolutions, new goals, those kinds of things. What about, uh, is it Kiwi or Kiwi? Kiwi, Kiwi Rose. Rose. Kiwi Rose. Yeah. I believe that he is coming back. I, he has not stated anything publicly at this point. I believe that he will be back, though. And Garrett Gregory is another one we haven't heard, you know. But I believe Gregory will be back also. Is or there, if Kiwi Rose and Eric Gregory weren't coming back, uh, I would think there would be a whole lot more urgency in the transfer portal on the defensive line. Yeah, good point. What about, uh, I know he's he's put his name into the transfer portal but there doesn't seem to be much if any movement that's devin manual can you see yeah. a reversal on manual i mean we've seen it before i think you you know pitman i think you have to change your policy a little bit and pitman has said before you know if you didn't miss anything then um you know we would consider welcoming you back i still think that manual has ability to be an sec tackle i think he dealt with a lot of injuries last year lost a lot of weight also um, but I still think he has a lot of ability. I mean, he's, the guy's six nine, what three fifteen or so. I think that he's got potential to be that for somebody. But we have not seen a lot of action for him in the portal. I'll tell you another guy. You know, Bakke, Sam Bakke had yeah. you know some weird, some weird social media stuff going on for a while. I think he was you know kind of in his feelings a lot with. Um, you know, having the, the knee injury that he had, and you know, eventually just kind of dismissed from the team. Um, but, man, from what I saw from that guy in the spring and fall camp, I think he could play for somebody. I, and, you know, you'd like maybe if something could be worked out or something, but I don't know. It might be too far gone for that to happen. But um, that's a guy that has a lot of athletic ability and I think can play wide receiver in the SEC and be a good player for somebody. There was some speculation he wanted to return, but I, he does. He wants yeah. to be back, I think. Yeah. But you're saying from the Arkansas perspective, and Anthony may have closed that door. To, I mean, yes. you can only have so many receivers. We know that. Yeah. Um, Ten's a good number of receivers. I believe that's where I believe that's where they are right now. Ten or eleven, actually. Now I'm going to take a shot at this name, and you can correct me, Micah Mazuka. Let's see. M-A-Z-Z-C-C-U-A. Would you like to hear him say it? <laughs> yeah, please. Michael Mazuka, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow. Michael oh, Mazuka, Philadelphia, yes. Pennsylvania. 
So Florida does that. Florida has the players say their name on the roster. Isn't that nice and handy? Well, that's pretty yeah. cool. So I was right on the... Um, you nailed it. Took a stab at it. <laughs> All right. What? <laughs> Micah is one of those visitors but it, uh, who will be visiting this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been at least around the block. Yeah. Uh, when you say he's played at Baylor, now at Florida, and he's looking to transfer. What's Arkansas's prospects with Michael Mazuka? Um, well, I think they look good. Uh, Micah Mazuka. You see, Randy, you nailed the last name and you missed the first name. <laughs> oh, what did I say? <laughs> you said Michael. It's Michael. Oh, Michael. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Um, no, so um, let me bring it up here. I would not imagine they're going to bring anybody in, Randy, who they don't feel really good That's about. That's a good point because the limited number of, of visits they're allowed. Pittman said they have 10, scholar, uh, 10 visits left. I've got them at nine. So out of the 56 that they're allowed for the 2024 class. So, yeah, I would say um, <laughs> the guys that they're bringing in, they're bringing in, what, five guys? Uh, Marquise Robinson from South Alabama, the cornerback. Uh, Jaden Voison from South Alabama, safety. There's, I saw another defensive back, an all-conference player from South Alabama who'd enter the portal. Um, Anton, and this is one I wish I wish Albany uh, Albany had a uh, pronunciation guide. It, it looks like Junkaj. I, I, I have no idea. It's J U N C A J. Anton. Whatever that is. Uh, but he's visiting this weekend. He's a guy that Arkansas offered pretty early in the process. 6'3", 265 defensive end, who had 15 sacks last year, was a FCS All-American, and has been a guy that's, you know, racked in a lot of, of offers. Kind of kind of a guy who's taken a similar path um, as um, John Ridgway did. You know, a guy that was not heavily recruited and then blew up and, you know, ended up getting a lot of options from, from major college teams. Jordan Anthony will be here, who's already committed, and then Micah Mazuka. Well, I'm looking at that name now. That's tricky. Yeah, it ends Jun- with a J. Yeah, Jun J? Jun Jack? <laughs> I don't know. Junk cash. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's no. There's no pronunciation guide though. On there, the that's a. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Micah has um, one year remaining. Micah Mazuka, Philadelphia. <laughs> Have you been playing that one all day long? So that you'll. I had it queued up for you. Okay. Okay. I, I had a feel. I had a feeling we were going down this path. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> we think alike. Then at least a little bit. Um, I noticed there's a linebacker that uh, from USC with three years, Tackett Curtis. Yeah, had 40 tackles last year. Yeah, he would be a nice one. <laughs> he's going to be uh, he's going to be super heavily pursued. In other words, he will be a coveted free agent. Is what you're saying? Yes. yes. Uh, let's see. There was there's another uh, a linebacker from Florida. I saw Snacks Johnson was. And Snacks has a connection to Makuza. He was uh, he was at uh, Baylor. They were at Baylor together because he he was at Baylor before he transferred to Florida and started. What did he start like eleven games for Florida last year at right guard? Uh, so there is a connection there. I'm not sure if Joshua Braun if they overlap at all. I don't I don't think they would have. So when you say interior offensive lineman, that's guard or center. I, I think the way Pittman put it is he wants a guard who can also snap the ball. Okay. So primarily a guy that has experience playing guard. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. There is the need. Did I did I read correctly? A need still at safety, or is that nickel? Yes. And then there's still a need at corner? Still a need at corner. And I don't think it's so much that you know, at cornerback that they need, um, like, a start. They need somebody to come in and, and boost the depth overall, I think. I think they'll probably end up, you know, with Jaheim Singletary, Jalen Braxton, and Snacks Johnson. I think those will probably – and Keon Stewart's another guy that, you know, is he coming back? I think he I think he should. Um, but, you know, they need they need some more – bodies there, I think, at cornerback. You know, you always have to account for possibility of injuries and things. And, again, we don't know the status of Quincy McAdoo yet. But I'm kind of lean. I don't – I mean, based on what 
you know, right now it seems like we might have heard something that he would be back. But um, so to me, they need somebody to come in there and can compete at cornerback. And same deal at safety. Um, you know, as Hudson Clark coming back, you know, they've got Danico Slaughter uh, out of Tennessee. I kind of think of him maybe as their nickel. Maybe he'll be the nickel. And they've got a lot of young guys up there. Um, Dallas Young and R.J. Johnson and, and you know some of those guys that you know we don't know a whole lot about, but they brought in a, a good number of safeties last year in the class of 2023 that might be ready to bite. Okay, you also have a category on here that I'm not sure what this actually means, so I'll ask. Older names. Yeah, that's Danny's Danny's article. I think maybe just names that he had put out you know, very early on in the process and maybe there maybe there hasn't been a So if this lot of, was like the mm. like the big red board, he'd have icicles hanging off of these guys. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. D C says, Trey, can you lock up one of your stars by having them sign a multi year NIL deal? Well I think that there should be contracts and First of all, I think the NIL stuff should go away in its current format, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, I think these guys should just be on contracts and, you know. Performance-based? It's hard to do contracts, too, because it's also telling somebody, hey, you can't, you know, you can't get an education somewhere else, you know, because there's that side of it, too. But... What if you've got a contract that says you have to fulfill your season and you cannot leave until the end of the championship well, season? That would be really nice. Yeah. And I mean, you either got to... a bowl game, you play. You either got to... You got to do something with the bowl games or... There, you know, yeah. some people have an idea to move all the bowl games to week zero in the next season. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now that would be creative. You'd get participation that way, but... You know, what happened to Florida State? I mean, I think Georgia would have beat uh, them anyway, but Kirby's yeah. right. I mean, 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. Hi, folks. It's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. When you're in the market for a new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram, we hope you give us a chance to earn your business. Here's some things to consider. Fletcher Dodge has been family-owned dealer here in Sherwood for over 25 years. We know how to take care of our customers to keep them coming back. Every Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealer pays the same price for their vehicles. It's the dealer that makes the difference. We'll give you the best deal up front. No haggling, no arguing. We make it easy to buy a new vehicle, and we'll pay you more for your trade-in. Compare our deal to anybody's, and you'll buy from us. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. At Frank Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. We want to be your dealer for life. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. 1037 The Buzz is home for Razorback basketball. Be sure to stick around after the game for the Guatney Chevrolet Guatney Buick GMC postgame show with Wes Moore and John Neighbors, presented in part by Ortho Arkansas and First Security Bank. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. The Arkansas Duck Derby Banquet returns, and it's more exciting than ever. Enjoy live entertainment, browse dozens of silent auction items, and grab a bite from Old Bart's Southern Eatery. 
This year's big ticket raffle prize is a 2023 fully loaded Polaris Ranger 1000 premium valued at over $20,000. Every moment benefits the Conway Regional Health Foundation. Head on over to ArkansasDuckDerby.com to learn more about the premier duck hunting event of Central Arkansas. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Well, we've turned the page. Yep. New year, new month. And Double V's has some brand new specials. One in particular that caught my eye. The 32-ounce Snapple. Two for four dollars. Now one is two sixty nine. Do the math. Even Rick can come up with that answer real quickly. That's five thirty eight, which means you're going to save by buying two for four dollars. You're going to save a dollar and thirty eight cents. Now that's a good that's a good deal, is it not? And then you've got the Mister Pure. Same deal. 16 ounce. Two for four dollars. Buy one, two sixty-nine. So you can see how the dollars and the cents can add up in a hurry. So check out these deals plus more. There's always great deals you'll find at Double B's. Cheetos, two for four dollars. Hmm. Let's see. Two for two forty or one for two forty nine. Do the math there. So you can save a bunch of money by just doing some careful shopping at Double B's. You can also check out the great deli items, and as always, you can save at the pump with your Exxon credit card. Ten cents off a gallon at the pump. It's Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. Make it double B's. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, you're talking about turning the page, turning... Over a new year, uh, what a way to finish out for the Arkansas basketball Razorbacks. Uh, much better to go into that New Year's break with a good taste in your mouth after that nice victory over Wilmington, UNC Wilmington. Yeah, it was a great victory uh, for several reasons, Randy, but I think also, you know, you're entering SEC play now. And you needed you needed some movement, for, you know. You needed some distance from that three losses and four game stretch. Um, even even some of these wins, Arkansas has won five of its last six games. I would say that's a pretty good way to finish the year. But some of those against some of the mid majors have been a little too close for call. You had a tough loss against Oklahoma, where you really weren't in that game very long. You weren't in it long enough. Um, but Arkansas again, five out of six. You got Kenny Kenny. Excuse me, Keon Minifield Jr. in the mix now. Three games in, SEC Player of the Week, Randy. 32 points in that win over Wilmington. Five assists, four rebounds. He drew nine fouls from the opponents, uh, from the opponent in that game, and didn't commit any fouls himself. He, you know, he did have three turnovers, but look, the 32 points came at all three levels. Um, he got, and he, his three point shooting is not just in half court. He's been getting attempts off in transition. Which, I, which tells me a lot because defenders don't know how to deal with him just yet. His quickness, his burst, his ability to be shifty, go east or west or change it up in one drive, 
change of pace. He's got, I think he's got plus arm length on that 6'1 frame. He's athletic, but explosive first step. And again, shifty, that quick twitch uh, shiftiness. And what happens is he gets by the first line of defense, and now he's got a numbers advantage. He's picking and choosing whether to get all the way to the rim, maybe run, you know, uh, use a little floater or a runner. Um, and he's just got defenders on skates, or he can throw the lob pass. And what have we talked about when Arkansas's offense gets stagnant? Too much dribbling and, and one-on-one play, but he's a guy that gets into it quick, gets a numbers advantage, and now he's getting easy shots. I mean, lob passes for dunks to Arkansas's athletic front liners like Trevor Brazil and Jalen Graham. Those are easy scores. Arkansas needs more of that. And we've seen that now three games in, especially this last game at Wilmington, and it didn't stop there. I thought Debo Davis had his best game probably of the season. Uh, when you look at what he did, and, and 14 points, six rebounds, led the team with six assists, had his first multiple steal game this season with three, uh, continues to be a solid defender. He's been up and down a little bit defensively, but these last several games, I think he's moved the needle in a positive way, even in a game where you give up 90 points. Tremont Mark back in the starting lineup, the team's leading scorer, 18 points, efficient, big second half. He continues to kind of have big second halves in the last two games against Lipscomb. It was a big first half, but, you know, he's back on track after that injury that kind of slowed him down a little bit, and he missed the Duke game. Uh, And then I look at Brazil. It was a bounce-back game for him, 12 efficient points, eight rebounds to lead the team, 33 minutes. He'd been averaging only 17 minutes per game in the previous three. And then Graham, last four games, he's averaging over 10 points, shooting 75% from the field. 75% 75% at the free throw line. It's a small sample size, but here's a guy that was in the 30 percentages, 30s or 40s last year. So if he's going to be on the court, he's got to rebound better. He did 16 points, six rebounds in this last game. I'm kind of meandering through the individual play because, Randy, what we've been talking about is Musman searching for a core group for that top 7-8 rotation. Now, he played 13 guys, Randy. <laughs> if you look at the minutes, only a handful of players played more than 20 minutes, and only six total out of the 13 played 10 or more minutes, and that's because L. Ellis played 10 minutes off the bench. So really, he started to drill down when you look at the last two games, Abilene Christian, and this one, when you actually look at minutes disbursement, it's been six or seven guys when you look at double-digit minutes. Now, Caleb Battle probably would have played double-digit minutes. He got tweaked an ankle, played only seven first-half minutes, was available to come back. They didn't use him in the second half. Um, so, but yes, the trends are still moving toward a tighter rotation, even though he let a, let just about everybody play against Wilmington. Well, Kevin, one thing you didn't mention about Minifield that needs to be mentioned: he makes layups. How many times have we seen Arkansas miss layups? This guy, when he goes under there, it, it, he makes them. Now, that's he's only played three games, but that's a plus to me because the Hogs miss several layups. Yeah, I mean, he's shooting over 50% from the field in his three games. Um, you know, he's 3 of 11 from three, so hasn't really been electric there, but, and a good free throw shooter. I mean, he made 13 to 17. You mentioned the layups. He's just a skilled, crafty guy. He's a very confident offensive player. And you look at his all pack 12 freshman season at Washington, you know, he, he averaged a little over 10 points a game. All, like I said, all pack 10 freshman, all pack 12 freshman team, but he, you know, he had, 20, I think, six or seven games of 20 or more points. Now, the 32 points was a career high against Wilmington. But that's exactly, I mean, his change of pace, you, you know, you talk about talented individual scores like Tamon Mark, like Caleb Battle. Uh, we've seen other guys like Devo do it. These guys, when they drive, they're not getting by defenders. they got guys kind of hanging all over them, and they're really good at creating just enough space to get good shots off their good finishers this late in their careers. Uh, or they get to the foul line, whatever. Uh, but Minifield's just a little bit different because he's getting true separation. He's getting by guys. And, again, I talk about a numbers advantage. He's understanding when to go get his and finish it, whether it's at the rim, like you said, finishing at a high level on layups, uh, and they kind of that mid-range area. He's hit some threes now in the last game, got that part of his game going three of seven against Wilmington. Uh, but then he'll pass the ball as well. So, you know, the last three games, 15 points, 4.3 rebounds, which I think is a really good number for a 6-1 lead guard, and then three assists. So we're just starting to see his impact. And look, he has started the last three halves of basketball. When you go back to Abilene Christian, and then to both halves in Wilmington, played all 20 minutes in the second halves against Abilene Christian uh, in, in Wilmington. 
And Arkansas has outscored those opponents in those halves, 161 to 128. So he's plus 33 in the box, and he contributed 43 points in those three halves. I don't know how much more we could say because none of us expected him to play this year. It was a surprise over the holiday break, basically, mid-December when he got ruled eligible. Um, And since that time, I don't know that anyone would have predicted this kind of impact already. I mean, SEC Player of the Week after three games in 17 days and being eligible, I think, speaks plainly enough about his value. Well, Joe Lenardi doesn't expect him to play because even after the win, he doesn't have Arkansas in his top 68 or even in the next eight to be left out. Right. Well, part you know they're not really they're not projecting what a team can do based on personnel. They're strictly looking at the resume up to that point, and the resume is just not good enough. I mean, Arkansas. I think Arkansas's moved up to as high as number 89 now in net. Um, that was what it flipped to yesterday. I, haven't, I actually haven't checked it today, so I don't know if there was any movement there. Uh, but but the resume is just not strong enough. Arkansas is one and three in quad one games, has now a quad four loss. That Greensboro loss is now counting as a quad four, the worst part of the uh, you know the way that they bracket those games, um, and, and no quad two results at all. So you, you're looking at most of Arkansas's wins in the quad three and quad four rounds, and you've got that quad four loss. One and three in quad one. Now, Auburn will be a quad one win opportunity. It's a ranked team as well. Arkansas is one and three against ranked teams. Got a chance to add another quad one win at home, another t- win against a ranked team at home. And at that point, you won six of seven, and you're probably back on the bubble if you do that. I think Arkansas would at least be back on the bubble. I'm not, I can't, I don't know that for a fact, but you got to think that would do, be enough to do it with a ton of quad one and quad two opportunities coming up through SEC play. I think there's three, maybe four chances for a bad loss, quad three or quad four, out of the 18-game SEC slate. So most of it, now it's on the team to build that resume back. Arkansas's got every opportunity to get back on the right side of things, not only on the bubble, off the bubble, and still play its way into a respectable seat if it can have kind of runs that the team has had the last three years, or the the two Elite Eight seasons anyway, uh, to get the ship right. Last year they were kind of up and down, but still made it in out to the Sweet 16. All right, Kevin, we saw something this past game. Now, Coach Must said this was a direct reflection to what Wilmington was doing. That is about the three-minute mark. Wilmington brought in five different faces. So did Eric Musselman. He kind of hinted that he might do it again. Do you see that happening again, or that was just for that Wilmington game? Well, sure, why not? I mean, through 13 games, he's he's played anywhere from 10, typically 10 to 12 players in each half. But like I mentioned in the last two games, if you're really paying attention to the minutes, uh, he'd been playing eight or nine guys double-digit minutes. In the last couple of games, it's seven or less. Um, so, you know, it's, I'll call it smoke and mirrors. I mean, if, that's a, if he does it, it's more of a novelty. If you really pay attention to who's playing, uh, you know, the bulk of the game, He's already started to whittle that down a little bit. Now, I still think when you look outside these five, and it's Trevor Brazil, Debo Davis, they've started every game this year, those two, the returning players, all league preseason. You expect that. Tremont Mark, uh, Keon Minifield now, averaging 27 minutes per game in his three, and then I, and Caleb Battle. To me, those five guys are factored into your top rotation. I still think for now, even though Graham has kind of stood out a little bit relative to the other guys consistently in the last handful of games. I still think it's a three-headed monster at the five. So on any given night, one of the three between Graham, Chandler Lawson, and Makai Mitchell. And then I think still between Jeremiah Davenport, um, L. Ellis, and uh, Leighton Blocker off the bench, maybe Joseph Pinion, that gives Mussman another three or four players on the backcourt to consider working into small ball lineups or, you know, changing his rotation a little bit. All right, Kevin, hang on. we got to step aside for a moment. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks to Fence Brokers. Every day from 10 to 1, live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 1037 The Buzz. 
Guys, it's a new year. Welcome to 2024, man. Low T Center can make it a great one for you. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, maybe you've noticed a lack of motivation and drive, a little weight gain here and there, a little loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, fellas. At Low T Center, they make it easy. All you've got to do is commit. You can get your levels checked. It's simple. It's a simple blood test with their on-site lab. You'll get results back in 25 minutes. Low T Center is not your typical doctor's office, so no worries, fellas. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They're physicians. They specialize in treating low testosterone, and they've been exclusively treating men for years with most health insurance accepted. And they have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. So there's no need to drive to the center on a weekly basis. Right now, at Low T Center, it's only 25 bucks to get your T-levels tested. Make your health and quality of life a priority and make it a great year in 2024. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Duck season is here. $50 off any Beretta A400 Extreme Plus 12 or 20 gauge shotgun. And a mail-in rebate for $150. Or get 50 off any Beretta A300 shotgun 12 or 20 gauge. And a mail-in rebate for $75. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is hamburger steak for only $7.49 per pound. Paired with mashed potatoes for just $4.49 per pound. Cobra Commander, I figured out when to attack G.I. Joe. What's your new idea, Destro? We attack Saturday at 9 a.m. They'll all be listening to Guatney Unplugged at 103.7 The Buzz. Excellent. Central Termite and Pest Control has been providing reliable and professional pest control services for Arkansans since 1957. Locally owned and operated with the goal of giving you the latest in termite and pest control solutions with the safety of your family and pets, their top priority. You place a premium on your property and home, and so do the folks at Central Termite and Pest Control. To see what they can do for you, visit centraltermite.net. 4x4 vehicles are the multi-tools of the automotive world. They get us to work. They take the kids to school. They take us hunting. They take us to the great outdoors, to places away from the hustle of the world. Whatever task we give our pickup or SUV, we need it to be reliable, and we need to have it work when we need it to work. Mud Connection 4x4 in Little Rock has been modifying and servicing four-wheel drives for over 40 years. The mud knows 4x4s better than anybody else. Call today for your 4x4 accessories and service. Mud Connection, connecting you to the off-road world. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined once again by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Let's speak with Preston. Preston, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. How you doing? doing Happy great. New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, that was a pretty good game this weekend for Arkansas. Uh, I kind of wonder how they're going to do with Bruce Pearl and uh, Auburn, though, coming up. Good question. Thank you, Preston. Did you hear the question, Kevin? Yes. How's Arkansas going to do against Auburn? I, I think it's going to be, I think, obviously, the X factor to me is, is Bud Walton Arena. Um, and, you know, you get home games. Arkansas's done really well at home. For the most part, when you go back to SEC play under Musman, when you start talking about some of these higher-profile games, especially uh, Auburn's back in the rankings, 25th in this latest poll. Um, I think the Tigers, uh, I think they play 10 tonight, so they get a chance to close out uh, non-conference play at 11-2. and two. Um, And so, you know, tw- I think they were 13th in net. So this has all the everything Arkansas needs to not only prove that it's back on track, 
mean, look, five game, five wins in the last six games, and in two of those games against ranked teams, Duke and Oklahoma, you split those. So those were quad one results and ranked teams. Now you got a chance to win six out of seven and go two and one in those kind of games. So I think Arkansas is going to be ready. It's all hands on deck now. You got Minifield in the mix. I think he adds a different dynamic. And I, you know, it's a veteran Auburn team, guys. You know, they've got a lot of guys back. Um, and, you know, this is a typical Bruce Pearl, tough, tough team. I always think of his teams as tough. Um, you know, sometimes they've got individual players that maybe are not as tough at their position as you might think they should be. But as a group, um, I always think that they're mentally tough. Uh, so, you know, that's something that Arkansas hasn't really shown a lot in games. That's why even when they've dominated some of the statistics, like shooting efficiency, which I've written a lot about, they haven't been as tough in the 50-50 ball blue-collar, you know, hustle plays. And that's where, to me, Auburn's always good at. And so Arkansas is going to have to match that. Uh, but I think Bud Walton Arena adds, you know, that adds, uh, I think that plays advantage Arkansas. Um, and, and where we sit right now, barring any other injury news or anything else unforeseen, uh, I like Arkansas's chances in this game to start 1-0. and Arkansas had slow, poor starts in SEC play. Uh, you know, when you look back at the last three years, this would be an opportunity for Arkansas, um, you know, to, to do better. I don't think Arkansas has won its first SEC game since year one under Eric Mossman, so this would be an opportunity to uh, to sweep that under the rug and, and, and start out 1-0. and Then Arkansas goes on the road for two consecutive games before coming back home. Um, but right now, I give a slight edge to Arkansas. This kind of fits with what you were talking about regarding the rotation uh, right before the break. This from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line from Savage. says, Ask Hoop. How does Mush shrink this lineup going into SEC play? Yeah. So, again, I'm paying attention to who's actually playing. You know, I mean, you know, you saw Pinion check in, Denazo Harris, those guys came in on that submarine. And those guys were on the court for one and a half, two minutes, whatever it was. Uh, so what I'm really paying attention to is who, who played, not just who checked in. Uh, and, the, and he's already started to drill those minutes down. Like I mentioned before the break, it, you, you've seen it, you're seeing fewer players now um, getting 10 or more minutes. And so that's what I'm really paying attention to. Does, is there a different dynamic now that SEC play starts where he even limits how many guys actually even check in throughout a game? Well, that remains to be seen. He may, he may continue to bring guys in and out. Again, I think out of the top five guys that I mentioned, Going back to Brazil, Davis, Mark, uh, Minifield, and Battle. Uh, and then I think, again, the three-headed center spot, Graham, Lawson, and Mitchell. And then maybe two, three or, or four others off the bench out of the, that represent the backcourt play. I think Melsman might interchange some of those guys. But I think those top five guys are going to continue to be the guys that typically get the most minutes. And then you're going to see two or three others round out that seven or eight rotation. I think what would make this different than most seasons is he hasn't had as many options in the depth for the back end of the rotation to have so many options for him to go to. I think this year is a little different. I think it's why we've seen 12, 10 to 12 guys playing each half, half as he decides what's working best in any given game. Um, so I think we might, we could still see more players checking in. But again, pay attention to the minute. It's already started to drill down, and I think we'll – see it settle in maybe even more now that league plays here. All right, Kevin, this uh, from the 501 by way of our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. Please ask Kevin what's happened to Makai Mitchell. He was a force inside earlier in the year, and all of a sudden he's gone away. We don't have that defensive presence and the banging on the boards that we once had. I haven't seen the inside presence defensively like I thought I would See, Makai played every bit of two minutes and 51 seconds this past game against Wilmington, which kind of mirrors the two games previous to that. In fact, one game, I'm not sure he played even one minute um, most recently. Makai Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, he's just, I think it's all about matchups. I think he'll have opportunities to help Arkansas still. 
Uh, when you look at some of these games here recently, some of these high-octane offenses, quicker, smaller lineups with some of these mid-majors and, and Mussman's chosen to be a little quicker in his front line. Uh, was Arkansas's got a toughness deficit, a physicality deficit. When you look at some of the front line guys, and Mitchell's probably the most equipped for that. some of that. That's why I think we'll see him help Arkansas down the line. But, you know, I mean, Jalen Graham has stepped up his game. He's the best right now of the three. When you even add Trevin Brazil uh, and that option, you could say four frontliners. He's been the best recently uh, offensively because Brazil's been such a low-volume guy. Like, he, he stepped up again. You know, 12 points and eight rebounds, you'll take that. Want to see a little more from him offensively. Um, but, but, but Graham... You know, he was giving Arkansas some scoring punch around the basket. He's making some free throws now. That had been a problem with him. We don't know if it'll continue because it is a small sample size. But, he's, you know, he got six rebounds this last game. That was his second best rebounding game of the season. you got to go back to Alcorn State in the opener where he grabbed eight. This is his next highest uh, production game. So, you know, and he was in and out with those back spasms. When Arkansas lost three out of four games, he didn't play in one of those. So I think Graham's helped himself, and that's, you know, that equates to somebody else maybe not being on the court. And it's been Makai Mitchell. We've seen Chandler Lawson be good for Arkansas. He's been kind of up and down. Uh, you know, if I was rating all the bigs outside of Brazil from start from 13 games, Lawson's probably been the most consistent producer among, you know, compared to the other ones. But remember, several games. So, uh, but I think Makai Mitchell will still be inserted at times. And at some point, uh, you know, we'll see him surge at times and help Arkansas the last few games. It's a great question because he's kind of been the odd man out. Well, when you go just by minutes, Brazil almost 33, Minifield 35, Davis 35 and a half, Mark, a lot of that because of foul issues, 24, 24. then you had 27 for Jalen Graham, and talking about uh, starting but not necessarily uh, certainly finishing, you were talking about Chandler Lawson. He played just nine minutes uh, right. in that game. Now, battle, you would have expected more minutes, but that ankle, the precaution with the ankle, he was hurt towards the end of the first half and uh, didn't return for the second half at all. And then the other guy that I I guess, I'm not sure how much patience uh, he will continue, and, and that that means as the games get tougher, Jeremiah Davenport, he only played four minutes the other night. And this was a guy that we certainly have been expecting some three-point production from. And just not happening. No, he's, you know, he, you know, L. Ellis was a guy that was starting early in yeah. the year and playing heavy minutes. And he's been, you know, he, he really had a bad run in the Bahamas. He, he, he had some moments back in the starting lineup and helped Arkansas beat Duke. Jamal Martin is that game. I mean, let's not forget. I know nobody wants to talk about Purdue because it didn't count. Doesn't help the resume. Uh, but but Arkansas has proven against quality competition that it that it can match up and, and, and play against play with anybody. It's it's being consistently cohesive. I mean, Arkansas has been plus ten to fifteen percentage points better shooting overall from the field from three point distance in these last stretch of wins. These last five wins. Uh, including the give the gift so, that will you, Kevin. Time this holiday season. You need to call QC Kinetics right now. If you or a loved one have knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, and you just can't get rid of it, get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. And you know what? You can call right now for a free consultation.